1: welcome to 90 day fiance wtf podcast a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on tlc's 90 day fiance i am nadia and with me is my co-host Lon. Call, going, the cops?
0: call the cops <laughs> call the
1: cops <laughs> All right, Lon. So we've reached the end of season six of Happily Ever After. I just want to make shit known to our listeners that we're not the kind of people who would flesh ourselves to our aunts or anyone's aunts or anyone, period. Just want to put that out there. I know you've said before that you don't mind freeing the nipple, but we're not about that kind of freeing the entire (laughs) <laughs> like not giving people the entire preview yeah. so yeah I, no that i just was, want to put that out there
0: that was assault <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a visual assault. that
0: was that was assault i think if i were to do that in public right i'd get in trouble if i were to, yeah if i were to flash myself like that in public i would get in trouble so totally yeah totally <laughs> I, we did not want to see that
1: <laughs> yeah nobody asked for it but we got it <sighs> thank you tlc Lon, I thought maybe we can start with your favorite couple, Jovi and Yara. What do you think about their tell-all reveal or whatever you want to call it? Was there any surprises? I guess there was, right? Like she might be pregnant. Right. Anything else that stood out to you during the tell-all when it comes to Jovi and Yara?
0: More of the same. I like how when I think with every couple, they got other people you know, to chime in from their perspective and what was going on and how most of them were like, you know, Jovi, you you need to grow up. You're taking her to a strip club. What are you, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) And it's on their anniversary.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think Jovi really does. He needs to get a wake up call, but um, especially now where, man, it's not a hundred percent. I don't know everything there is to know about women's biology, but I believe you can still miss a period for a couple of months and not be pregnant. Yep. We're waiting on confirmation for that news. But the fact that Yara says, if I'm pregnant, I'm going to the UK. That's just, that's it. Ukraine. Yep. Ukraine. Sorry. What did I say?
1: UK. <laughs>
0: UK. Close <laughs> the enough.
1: Ukraine. You forgot the rain, but yes, the U- Ukraine. Yes,
0: the, the Ukraine. And that's very understandable. It's a good point. And Jovi seems to be agreeable to that too. You know, he says, you, you know, I just got to go to work and then head to the Ukraine. I guess his job allows him that kind of freedom to travel like that on a whim. So I think that makes a lot of sense. But if you're not the best father to the kid you have now, you really have to shape up to be a, a father to two children and to be there for Yara when when she's raising um, another kid. So, yeah, I, th- I think Natalie's concerns are legit. I think a lot of people, you know, were able to put Jovi, or to try to put Jovi in his place. And the big surprise, unconfirmed, is that she's pregnant. And maybe that's them getting another, uh, or or positioning themselves for another spinoff, right?
1: Right. So, Do, wait, you said Natalie's concerns are legit. Is that? Did, did I say mean, Natalie again? I'm yeah. sorry. No, no worries. Yara's concerns are Yara's
0: concerns are legit, yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting, because I'll continue to watch them. I think they have at least one more season, and especially if Yara is pregnant, I would check out an episode or two of this spinoff before actually saying, eh, they're not interesting enough, but still think they're a very interesting couple to follow.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking, if I'm Miss Gwen, I would feel a little butthurt because what am I there for? She's been there for Yara. So even if Yara would have another kid, why not just stay in the U.S.? You know, like Miss Gwen has been there for her when Jovi's working, uh, when she wanted to move to the burps. I just feel like I would feel a certain kind of way if I miss Gwen. And by the way, y'all, Miss Gwen's like my MVP uh, on this (laughs) This tell all. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess on this season too because she's been keeping it real. She's probably the first to admit that her own kid needs a lot of growing up to do. So she, it's not like she's self-victimizing her own son, which is great. It's just a breath of fresh air because a lot of the parents that we see on Ninety Day Fiance Universe. They coddle their kids, or they're the first to defend their kid without doing their due diligence, mm-hmm. you know. But Miss Gwen, she's just upfront. I mean, she even told us that, you know, at first she's suspicious of Yara's intentions, but now she can see that it's Jovi that needs a lot of growing up. So, shout out to Miss Gwen. Yeah, and you said just now that a lot of people called out. Well, I would say some of the fathers within the group called Jovi out for wanting to take time away from Yara while she's still nursing. And mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm glad that he got that telling off from some of the fathers in the group because I think he needs to hear from other people that, hey, what you did is selfish. And right, you didn't have to do that, especially when she's nursing. Or you didn't have to be so needy and attention seeking. And we get it. You've been away a long time for work, but. There's
0: no need to put Yara in that position. Yeah. Do you think, and I probably know the answer to this, that Jovi is ready to be nope. <laughs> a parent to two? Nope. Not at <laughs> yeah, all. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I think um, with Gwen, the reason... Yara would rather be in the UK is because I think it feels better when family members are the ones saying, hey, you know, it, it should be like this and it should be like that. When she's getting it from Gwen, it's like, who are you to tell me how to raise my children? Yeah. Comfortable. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right, right. But if she was with family members, she'd feel more comfortable. And I think too, with Gwen, Gwen is the only person she has. Whereas if she goes to family, there's going to be more yeah. people and less people to to have conflicting ideas with
1: true but yeah
0: with Gwen having spent so much time with uh, with their daughter already I definitely feel some type of way I would feel like I'm missing out on my on getting that relationship that grandmother relationship yeah absolutely because we the granddaughter already knows who she is and now we're gonna miss out on on that right so yeah I totally get that too
1: yep I thought I heard you say UK again I'm sorry, folks.
0: (laughs) It's
1: okay. All right. I thought we can move on to Julia and Brendan. I'm really curious to know what Brendan's dad, Ron, is suffering from because they did hint at his poor health or something about his health deteriorating. Maybe I misheard or having health issues in general. And I think, Lon, you tweeted something about, like, I think we caught a reaction from Julia that she doesn't seem too impressed. Maybe it was a small thing. And maybe that's why she's like, oh, here we go again. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he just has a bad back and Julia's like, okay, well, it's not like he has cancer or something. And that's why she kind of like rolled her eyes, right? We caught that or something.
0: Right. I think, so the way I interpreted that um, so I, we don't know what's going on with his dad. They say health issues and, you know, as old as his parents are, it can be a number of things. Mm-hmm. The way I interpreted that, I didn't notice it at first until I saw someone else's tweet about Julia rolling her eyes. So the way I interpreted that is she probably believes that his parents are always trying to manipulate Brandon mm. into coming back into the farm. Right. And it's kind of that, here we go again. Right. Right. Okay you're just going to try to guilt him into coming back. And I don't think it was the right thing to do just to roll her eyes while they're discussing health issues. But it's not a good look. Definitely not a good look. If that's where she's headed with that, where uh, your parents are just manipulating you again, I can kind of see it from that perspective where she's just frustrated and she's tired of that. And I'm not defending her with what she did when someone's going through health issues and, and it's a family member, especially your, your husband's parents, that's just insensitive um, Mm. to do. Yeah. So that, (laughs) that's where I am with that.
1: Yeah. I saw something on Reddit where someone caught Brendan nodding when Sean Robinson asked about who else, you know, has been breastfed till late in life. And I thought, Hmm. Like is is (laughs) Brendan. Yeah, Brendan sort of kind of like sat back and kind of lightly not. I saw the clip of it, but I didn't want to read too much into it. But Mm. I thought that was something, you know, worth noting. I believe it. Yeah. (laughs) That wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I never saw it as a manipulation, but I can totally relate because my own fiance's parents, they're always trying to get us to move to the northeast. Mm. And it's almost the same thing as what Ron and Betty are doing. They're offering to, you know, pay for the down payment or offering to like uh, chip in money for relocation and, you know, stuff like that. So I guess I never see it as an, a manipulation, but it's almost a similar situation where my fiance's parents want him to be close by, just like how Ron and Betty want Brandon to be close by. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I totally get it.
0: You wouldn't feel indebted to them
1: that's why I get Julia's side as well. Like if we were to take this offer, we would be indebted to his family. Yeah. And I would hate that because then it's like, there's always this thing dangling above Hanging our heads. it
0: over your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I don't, I don't think it's. A yeah. Nice. We'll
0: offer, we'll do the down payment. And it'll be, didn't they say there's a house like next door or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a trap.
1: <laughs> it's a trap. Totally yeah. a trap. I do have to say that Ron and Betty are so good at interviewing. Like they're so professional when it comes to answering questions. Like Mm -hmm. when Sean Robinson was asking them about Julia being insensitive, they kind of sidestep it and didn't talk about Julia but talked about the situation itself. And I thought,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: they're pros at this. Like they know how to like answer questions without really addressing the issue are they reality tv
0: stars have they been on reality tv before
1: yeah i haven't dug too much into that maybe i should but i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if they have
0: i know they were if they have media training as as they they call it
1: yeah maybe yeah Yeah, let me but i don't know if they were on
0: tv for it right but they seem very experienced like uh, as soon as the cameras are on they know how to turn the charm on yes Yes. and it's like (laughs) yeah like like you were saying they interview well like they they already automatically it's it smiles and you're like you know but we know you know we know the tea about y'all you know but like you would never guess it if you don't read too much into it and yeah you know they're they're always all smiles they always have the right answers and They never come off as manipulative. They're always just, oh, no, of course, we just want to help out. And, you know, even when talking about Julia, well, we never forced you to do, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's implied that you want her to work, you know? (laughs) But yeah, I just, I I know what you mean by that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like I said, they have a very savvy media Mm -hmm. training, you know, kind of reminds me of this episode of the Kardashian where they all... When for media training and you see how they're being prepped to answer questions. And that's how a lot of celebrities, or even a lot of athletes, especially, they go through media training where mm. they practice how to answer questions without answering the question or without addressing the issue at hand. So I feel like Ron and Betty seem very experienced, like you said. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but Yara threw shade at Brendan by questioning why Julia is so jealous. Do
0: mm-hmm. you catch that? I did.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yara was like, well, it's not like he's some. Mm-hmm. I yeah. <laughs> I forgot what exactly she said, but he's basically implying like, well, Brendan's no big deal. Like, I, and I think I've said this before. I feel like I've said this in one of our podcast episodes yeah. that like, why is she jealous? Brendan is just some yeah. regular kid. It's you know. not like
0: he's some like actor or celebrity right. or something. She said something like that. And yeah. Yeah. and yeah. And while we're on the subject, though, of her insecurity, did you see how when she tried to justify her insecurity by saying I've been cheated on in the past and that makes me insecure with you, but then he flipped it and he said that that the reason you were cheated on is because you're a jealous person or something yeah
1: like that. that's not cool man yeah that's not cool. It's like,
0: like people are cheating on you that that's on them right yep. that was not cool and Brandon does things like this that make me go nah Brandon. he like he gaslights her and mm. then does things like this she's opening up to you she's trying to tell you the reason like I'm insecure when it comes to our relationship is because I was cheated on in the past then you're gonna say things like what well, it was it's your fault because you're a jealous person Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: I have a feeling that this is Brandon's first serious relationship.
0: Mm, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Before we go, would you want to see them again?
0: Yeah, I actually would. I actually would. I think they're interesting. I think they're Mm -hmm. interesting enough. I think there's a lot of growth. They're a really young couple. And are they the youngest? They look like the youngest couple on the show. For me, there's a lot of growth, including possibly growing apart and not that I want to see that, Mm -hmm. but I do think it would be interesting to see um, whether they grow together, grow apart or just mature and kind of see where that leads. You know, I know she still wants to have a baby, obviously, if she's really is the jealous type and she can't get over that, I'm sure they can run with that storyline and keep introducing more women into Brandon's life. Right. And I think they're relatable, at least for me, when it comes down to to these couples, I tend to relate more to these younger couples, whereas the older couples, I'm just kind of watching it. But when it comes to like Jovi and Yara, Brandon, Julia, these kind of younger couples, I kind of relate to them more. So I'd be all for another season.
1: Yeah. So just when I thought I would see the last of Tiffany's shoulders. (laughs) <laughs> it came back strong. <laughs> yeah, so I do have to say, she came into the studio wearing something that covers her shoulders, but of course, like some
0: shawl she, or something. Yeah, with a,
1: yeah, like a yeah. shawl or something, like outerwear. But then once once she was seated, that's when you know the shoulders are back. So what do we have to say about Tiffany and Ronald? Like. Okay, the fight was so intense that she stayed for four months. We didn't see that coming. We thought she might have packed and gone. And instead, she stayed on. So that tells me that this is all an act.
0: Right? It's it's almost hard to believe. After what we saw, that they'd still continue to, to work it out. So yeah, either... That whole thing was kind of scripted for the drama. But I mean, I don't know, because whenever I see him, there is genuine frustration (laughs) on Ronald's face. Right. And I kind of feel bad. They're really going to have to work this stuff out because although Ronald does have misogynistic and like very like gender role ish perspectives and stuff and yeah, you know, you you're not a man, and stuff. He says some really sexist shit. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, a
1: woman is not a man.
0: Yeah, a woman is.
1: Not a man. <laughs> All right, Captain Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks woman for schooling is us. Not a man.
0: I still, as much as you know, he does say that shit. Tiffany really does, though. She, she's disrespectful, you know, and on camera and stuff. And it's not that it's unwarranted because I think he does push her buttons by the shit he says, right? Mm-hmm. When she's saying little jabs, like, oh, you you better watch it or watch what you're saying. You know, she she makes these little threats. She, yeah, these little threats. Right, right, right. She's putting him in his place and nobody wants to feel condescended to, especially yeah. on national TV. Right. And like, he's just getting frustrated and he's just getting loud. Yeah, he says some dumb shit sometimes, but when you take it there and when you start using condescending language and condescending tone and stuff like that. And I get that she's, you know, misindependent, whatnot. She's raising her own children and stuff, but you can still treat him with respect. So I see him fuming whenever she treats him that way. He takes her advice and he just he keeps quiet. But you can see he's about to explode.
1: Right. And
0: I'm like, look, y'all do not have this communication thing down. And you keep talking about it. We're going to work on it. I don't know. Like, (laughs) what are y'all working on, really? So um, I'm surprised because really, I thought this would be over for both of them. He was already telling her, get the fuck out. Right. And she was already saying, I'm going to fucking leave. All right. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why are we still here? Four months later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. And, And is it the fear of being alone? Maybe they both don't don't want to be alone, and they'd rather be in an unhealthy relationship. I don't know.
1: Maybe they want TLC money.
0: I Maybe they want that
1: TLC money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? We can squeeze one more season, one more season, one more season, one yeah. more season, and then we'll call it quits.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you're not alone, Lon, because Yara did suggest that Tiffany needs to tone it down. Though the way Yara puts it, I wouldn't frame it that way Yara did say you have to appear weak and not go hard on him and I think I know the message she was trying to send across but I think Tiffany wouldn't hear that and be like oh yeah you're right like I would say go easy on Ronald or don't be too harsh on him just go easy on him I wouldn't say appear weak I would say go easy on him
0: Right, because her comment almost started to play into these tropes, right? right? These The submissive woman or the weaker Mm -hmm. woman, right? Right. The stronger man and I'm the man. And yeah, Yeah. it kind of started to play into that. I caught that too. Like maybe there's a way to rephrase what you just said.
1: Right, but we get the message. Right. I do want to point out that Ronald did throw shade at Angela. I'm not sure if anyone caught that, but he compared his relationship to Angela and Michael and said, basically, she's trying to hint that he gets shit on by his wife, just like how Angela shits on Michael.
0: Oh, I caught that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I wonder if Angela caught that because she didn't say anything, but I thought that was a big shade to throw her away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, yeah. Ronald got away with that, which is great. We, we
0: think he did. He got away with it on... On camera, but
1: well, I think he I would did. think
0: she probably she didn't maybe if probably she rewatch that,
1: yeah, when she rewatched it, she'd be like, Oh, hell no,
0: yeah,
1: like he did not <laughs> this say is that. What I'm talking about,
0: <laughs> yeah, you will have to deal with it when uh,
1: maybe they're all friends. Like when I watch this, tell all listeners, something tells me they're all in one group chat, just checking up on each other, they know stuff way before we do or way before. TLC knows. Case in point, when Angela came into the room, when she saw Mike, the first thing she said was Mike, her you're single now. Mm. That was the first thing she said. So something tells me that something got around amongst them like news are shed amongst them and then we know about it through TLC.
0: Funny you mentioned when she came in because they all seemed like they were on good terms with her when she walked in.
1: Right. Like they they, they all talked offline. Yeah. I was like, what? Are they all buddy-buddy with Angela? Right. (laughs) And, And from what we see on social media, Julia has expressed her admiration towards Angela. Right. You know, and we found out that Natalie met up with Yara and Jovi. You know, I think Angela is close to Tiffany and her mom. Angela is also close to Colty and Debbie. So it's mm. like they all talk. Right. So sometimes I feel like the shade or the diss that they throw at each other, I wonder if it's they all go to like pre-planned. reunion
0: parties and right.
1: stuff. Right, <laughs> right. Like there's an after party that TLC yeah. cameras and film crews are not allowed. But anyway, right. <laughs> I digress there. Last question, Lon, before we move on to another couple. Do you want to see Tiffany and Ronald again?
0: no they're not interesting enough. This was an interesting season for them, I think. Mm -hmm. But I've seen enough. Yeah, This was good in that we got to see whether or not they work out. And for where it stands now, I think I've seen enough where I can say, this is doomed, y'all. Y'all need to make more, not an educated decision, but start thinking logically, not with your hearts. Because I can be that hopeless romantic and go, oh, follow your heart, follow your heart. No, this is <laughs> this is so obvious. Y'all do not get get along well, mm-hmm. and I think there's just certain things that even communication won't resolve. You know, I think um, you can try to communicate better, but if you communicate better, I think you'll both communicate amazingly well, and then agree that you're not supposed to be together. <laughs>
1: like, right. <laughs> is what your communication
0: will lead to. We'll be right. like, so, uh, you know, me and you, were are not, uh, not quite working out here. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there you
1: go. There you go. First thing we agreed upon.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um,
1: I don't think I need to
0: see, see them anymore. Yeah. This has been an interesting season for them. Entertaining. Uh, we got to see them both really not work
1: things out.
0: But how they work things out and their communication, and it's enough for me to say no.
1: Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Kalani and Aswelu and how Aswelu is slowly becoming the most improved husband of the year. Do I think so? I think Aswelu is starting to stand up for Kalani. Okay. To his own family. That's a breath of fresh air for me, I -hmm. think. And I think it's especially hard when you stand up to your mom, your own mom. So in a way, I applaud him for it. But the thing is, he kind of fuck up by telling his parents, like, look, I want more kids. But Kalani doesn't want to oblige And then, of course, his mom and his sister got riled up because they're like, what the fuck? How is she not doing what she's being told? Right. And that's when this whole shebang started, right? This whole argument about, oh, you're not living like a Samoan woman, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Yeah. So (laughs) I can see both sides because I feel like, you know, as much as I dislike Tammy because she does come across as a jerk, I can see her side too. She was just looking out for her brother. She and her mm-hmm. mom were just looking out for Aswelu. And Aswelu has made it known that he wants a big family and then how can you not expect your family to come to your defense when you've aired your grievances to them? You know. So it's like he dug his own hole in a way. Like he it's like you start the problem and you're trying to solve it yourself. I don't know. I'm not sure if, a, if there's a better way to put it, but I can definitely see both sides.
0: Yeah, I can see how where he's made improvements. And I think this season, especially with them going to that little couples retreat or whatever, and working toward their communication issues. But the issue with me, again, is this ideal. And if it's a cultural thing, I really can't blame him for that. And if, if that's the culture, then that's their culture. And who am I to say that their culture is, is wrong? But with that said, I think that he, the reason he wants to leave and to go there is to turn her into something she's not. Right. and She's just not that. She's not going to be that submissive Samoan wife who you're just going to knock up and she's there to make babies for you and to, and to raise your children and to do all the work you know, while you play volleyball with your homeboys, that's not going to happen. That's yeah. not for her. So I can't get past that. Yeah, I can't get past that. But the fact that he does stand up for his wife more to his sister and his mom, yeah, I can get. I can totally get behind that.
1: Yeah, and I think Colini came on and even vouched that she knows that her sister is not going to go to mm-hmm. Samoa. Right. So it seems like a lost cause, but. I guess if there's nothing else to talk about, Lon, do you want to see Kalani and Osweilu come back?
0: I don't want... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I... They have their moments sometimes. They have genuine moments. But I, I don't find myself super interested in them. Mm-hmm. This is another story where I think it's probably run its course for yeah. me. It's almost like they're not exciting to watch. So the producers have to bring in his mom and his sister, right? Because alone, they wouldn't be that exciting. True. And then they're like, let's bring the mom and sister back to stir up some shit and have him tackle his family, you know, like, I can do without that. I can't stand his mom and sister either. So yeah, I'm not excited to see them. (laughs) So you know, if you bring them back on to make it interesting, then now you're, bringing me more people to not be interested in so yeah. i don't think I'd, I'd be able to tune in right for another season of them what about you actually yeah that's good
1: i think i wouldn't mind seeing them on pillow talk
0: mm, because because Aswelu
1: okay. is funny on his own with the...
0: they do pillow talks right
1: yeah they do pillow yeah, talk. yeah yeah i yeah. think i've
0: seen a few yeah they're they're great on pillow talk i think i've seen yeah. a few of those where they're on pillow talk where yeah, i can see a few of
1: those Whereas for Tiffany and Ronald, I don't even want to see them anymore. Like I agree with you. I don't want to see Tiffany and Ronald anymore. So Kalani and Asuelo, I don't mind seeing them in small dosages, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: that's the thing, right? So pillow talk, we get where we get to see couples in a more comfortable setting where they're they're kind of being themselves. There are couples I couldn't stand in the franchise, but then you put them on pillow talk. And they're likable people and yeah. they're cool with each other and they're not at each other's throats and they're not treating each other badly and they're fun to watch. And you're like, you know, these people actually aren't that bad when they're on a bed together, making fun of other people. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I could see Asuelos and Kalani work out when they're on Pillow Talk, but watching their drama unfold isn't, isn't so much interesting.
1: Yeah, It's recycled shit, man. Mm. I'm not that interested. All right. Let's move on to Andre. And Libby, were you disappointed that there was no fight that broke out, or is mm. that for the best?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't disappointed. They gave us the fight, right? Mm. They gave us the fight. The fight is recycled too now. I'm starting to see that pattern. We know, we know that there's bad blood between them, and it's almost like get them together so they'll fight. It happens now. It's they fought during the wedding dinner, uh, mm-hmm. and then. Then they fought again this season. So it's like, we don't need to see them fight again. Yeah, It would be cool to watch, but like, that's not why I tuned in to see them fight. I think there were some interesting things that were brought up though. So even though this tell-all wasn't super explosive and all that stuff, there were definitely some interesting things like how Charlie is no longer part of the business apparently and Chuck is not owning up to that or doesn't want to tell him Mm -hmm. and andre is calling chuck out for that like i don't know why he's so afraid to you know just tell him they cut him off yeah you know so there's what's going on there right there's a lot of that going on like and they also know how toxic he is and i think too they tried to hint that he was probably either drunk or, or on something When he walked onto the show and he's like, bro, this, bro, 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 you know? And you're just like, are you high, bro? Like, (laughs) you okay? (laughs) What's going on? Does he have a problem? It was interesting, the stuff that was happening, not so much with Andre and Libby, Mm. which is what it should have been about, but it wasn't. And it was more about the what was going on with the family and the family dynamic that I found interesting right? Uh, for this tell-all.
1: Yeah, with Andre and Libby, I think they mainly focus on the nanny part, which I thought, okay, you know, I, I can see Andre's side of things where if it was me, I would feel uncomfortable getting someone to take care of my own kids. But what Libby said it was someone that she knows and she herself was once I guess a nanny or an au pair or whatever so I thought that was yeah that was a forgettable discussion but yes I do get the strong hint or rather it's been alluded that Charlie might have been an alcoholic or is an alcoholic and there's also rumors I've been reading around that he might be snorting coke
0: Mm.
1: i'm not sure if anyone also noticed but after the fight in the last episode before the tell-all noticed that it was his wife that drove the car not him and i think Mm -hmm. it was probably because he doesn't have a
0: license Uh. (laughs) ah dui much maybe right (laughs) right he has, so I, he has
1: problems, man. I guess day. when the family say that he's toxic, it's probably because he's drunk. He's a drunk. He's probably, a I don't want to call it a high-functioning drunk, but definitely an alcoholic because the sisters were not impressed by his behavior. And of course, they don't like Andre either, but remember how Becky and her husband, Thomas, were telling Chuck to discipline him Mm -hmm. Um, I think they were alluding to something. They just don't want to say it out loud, but he definitely has a drinking problem. Right. The other thing I want to point out too is that when Sean Robinson asked Jen why she thinks Andre is manipulating their dad, I feel like she couldn't give a straight answer.
0: Yeah. The obvious answer for me is because he's not.
1: Right, exactly. He's not. She's just trying to find holes when there's none. Hmm. But yeah, I I thought Libby did act surprised when she found out that the sister's trying to branch off.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm not sure if you noticed that, but maybe it was an act. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like the fact that Andre and Charlie didn't apologize to each other is a precursor to their spinoff, basically. They're just going to take it to another level. And Probably a
0: spin off on HGTV.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Flip flop of <or> fight. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. I gave you guys that idea. Ba-doom-tsh. Yeah,
0: Nadia with the gold over here exactly dude
1: <laughs> nice. like hire me I have ideas <laughs> but yeah I think that's how the I and I tweeted about this too right, right. on our uh, 90 Day Fiance WTF account that we're seeing the preview of their spinoffs spin-off. is off. that the family's gonna branch off the sister's gonna do their thing they're gonna compete with Andre and the dad and I don't know what's gonna happen to Charlie you know maybe Charlie's gonna confess that he has a problem and then he has his own camera crew following him They could him do everywhere. that.
0: I could see that. I could see if the family did a spinoff, like the family Chantel, right? Right. If, if Libby's family did a spinoff. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 I could see that. And as much as I hate Charlie, I could see that. I could see people tuning in to see how, you know, if he's going to AA meetings or mm. if he's he's just getting drunk and showing up to family dinner, ah, you know, and just wanting to fight people.
1: (laughs) Right. And to be honest, I think a lot of people, they love comeback stories. Mm. They love to see how someone who struggles rises up like a Phoenix, you know, (laughs) rises above it all and overcome their vices. So I'm not surprised if people tune in for that crap. But anyway, do we want to see Andre and Libby back again?
0: Andre and Libby, not so much. Yeah, like I said, I I could see the spinoff that we're talking about. I could see that happening. Andre and Libby are not uh, interesting enough for me. I, I think. Yeah. At this point,
1: they're already on Pillow Talk. They review the ninety-day fiance single life mm-hmm. episodes, and I think they're okay there. I feel like they're very likable there. Like, if you don't know anything about Andre and Libby, like if you have not watched them previously. When you watch them as a couple, just watching the show, they're okay. Yeah. They're just, they're like Kalani and Asuelu. Like, they're okay in small dosages. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't want to follow them through another season. Like, it's exhausting.
0: Right. I think part of the reason we do watch is mainly the 90-day part. Mm-hmm. And then I can see you squeezing a season or two out of the whole 90 day part. But that's right. the interesting part for me. Yeah. Let's get some fresh couples in here. You know, let's see some more of the K1 visa struggle. Yeah. and Yeah. I'm down to follow a, an after story for a season or two is stretching it already. Yeah. Call it quits. I think we've seen enough of them. Their story has ran its course. Let's get some new couples into the franchise with new struggles, more culture clashes and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, I think they're done for me. Yeah. For us, maybe.
1: What do we think about Angela and Dr. O'Bang? Oh, wow. Banging. <laughs> get it?
0: Oh, O'Bang. Bang. <laughs> so I thought, okay. When I saw that they were bringing that up, I was just like, man, that's just the producers stirring the pot. Mm -hmm. That's just the producers trying to rile up Michael, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's unnecessary. Michael's already a continent away or ocean away. And that's just unfair, you know? And then we see, we see the T. And uh, for those who don't know on social media, was it his ex-wife now? Yeah, ex-wife. Ex-wife or separated wife spilled the beans on social media about the doctor and how he sleeps with his patients, apparently. And he cheats yep. on his wife uh, multiple times. And I forgot everything that she said about it. But he they're... pays
1: for their surgeries too, some oh. of his patients. So I think people suspect that because now Angela is one of his more, mm-hmm. I guess, infamous patients, you can infamous, call it. Right. Right. So did he pay for... The surgeries, because here's the thing too that I want to point out, Lana, and I'm sorry if I'm interrupting no, no, you're here, good, but you're
0: good.
1: it was alluded, or rather it's not even alluded, but we come to find out that Angela had a surgery one week before the tell-all. Mm-hmm. And I think it was an implant surgery right. probably because remember she said like it was small after the whole surgery and then she restored it back. Yeah. So that, and I think... Was it Andre who told her, How are you feeling? Like, it's right. only been a week. And just she was literally like, Literally
0: oh. a few days ago.
1: Right. And she said, Oh, I'm just tired. After a certain time, I just need to chill. So that tells me she's still getting surgeries. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. And still smoking, too.
0: Still smoking. That's still why blaming she walked Michael off. For it. Right.
1: She needed that smoke she needed break. A cigarette. <laughs> she needed
0: a smoke she break. She just pretended right.
1: to walk off. And all she really wants is to take a puff. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, Lynn. I'm sorry. What else did you have on your notes there?
0: That was it. That was pretty much it. I think a bigger surprise, uh, not really a bigger surprise, but it was surprising to see like Angela playing the victim in the relationship. Um, yes. And then to see some of the guests sticking up for her. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe they just feel bad for her or maybe there's tea going on that we're just not getting But I really don't have any sympathy for Angela, seeing how she treats Michael. And okay, maybe Michael could be more communicative. Maybe he could be more supportive. But nobody wants to hear that when you treat him that way. We see how you treat him. We see how you treat him. So it's hard to sympathize with her, you know, at all. And then now finding this report about the doctor and what he's doing with patients and stuff. If I was the husband, yeah, I'd be like, what? Why are you, you know, showing up at his birthday party and he's he's taking you home and stuff or whatever, giving you rides and stuff. We don't gotta get into her flashing the cameras and stuff. We we just we don't. did
1: this. <laughs> <early>. <laughs> yeah. We don't condone that.
0: Well, that's all we we don't gotta retread that. That's yeah, we all, don't that's all we gotta say about that. Oh, but um you did run an interesting Twitter poll, right?
1: Yep. Yep, and I was gonna update y'all about the result. And thankfully, an overwhelming eighty percent of you thinks that Aunt Lydia is simply looking out for Michael, her nephew. Which mm-hmm. I agree, right? That as family uh, should. As family should. Yeah. I don't think she's overstepping her boundaries because here's the thing about Aunt Lydia that I respect, that a lot of people may not notice is that. She has been consistent with her messaging from the get-go. She has always said, you want to marry a Nigerian man? This is what you can expect. And whether or not Angela processed that, or maybe she heard it, but she thinks, you know what? Fuck it. I'm American. He's going to do what, what I tell him to do, or I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. That's where the mistake is. You know, Marrying a Nigerian man thinking you can change him, when his culture strong, you know, his family is behind him, supporting him. They have this expectation of him as a male in the family. So, again, if Aunt Lydia was wishy-washy, maybe I would be like, yeah, you know what? You got to leave them alone. This is their marriage. But <clears throat> the fact that Aunt Lydia is calm, composed, like I said, consistent with her messaging, doesn't name call, doesn't attack you know, Angela as a person, just simply ask for a bit of respect. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a lot to ask.
0: No. And even her asks were not that huge. Like, okay, well, if you're not going to have the babies, like fine. But we did discuss Surrogacy. surrogacy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then and then, what else? Respect your husband.
1: Right. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah. That should be a given.
1: <laughs> yeah. And even if she adds in like, don't serve me pizza anymore for dinner, like I would be okay with that too. <laughs> you know? Does anyone right. remember that? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I don't. When she, I
0: mean, when she ordered pizzas. <laughs>
1: he ordered pizza for his mom. And, yeah. And they were very gracious too. So bless them yeah. for that. But anyway. <laughs> Lon, I think. TLC should apologize to Unmedia for Angela's mm. indecent exposure. That was mm-hmm. not cool. Yeah. I wonder if they kind of minimize that. They think that it's okay to flash a woman.
0: Oh, know? yeah. TLC didn't care one bit. Yeah, so here's the thing. I um I was on Twitter because our post was blowing up. And all the comments on our post... Were Nope. Didn't want to see that, you know, mm-hmm. barf emojis. This is gross. TLC. You should apologize to all of us for this, blah, blah, blah. I went on TLC's account. They doubled down. They retweeted GIF of Angela, like the video of her doing it. And then they, they wanted more publicity off it. They wanted more <laughs> hashtags, more publicity. And they retweeted or not retweeted, but they posted again mm-hmm. uh, with that as the highlight with that as the plug of the tell all come check out our tell all y'all here's a gif of angela flashing and i'm like they're just doubling down on it right Mm. they don't care as long as like as as long as it's generating
1: it's getting ratings controversy
0: and chat and people are like whoa what the fuck is this because there's people who who don't know angela but they're gonna be like what 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 am i seeing right now and where where can i get more of it no this is 90 day fiance and yeah they're in it for the money man
1: Yeah. And I know we say we don't want to talk about her and hopefully this is the last time we see her. I do want to say though, I mean, I know we've been bashing Angela, but god damn, Michael, you have to get out of this too. Mm -hmm. You're not helping yourself and us by subjecting yourself, by subjugating your own self to her. Like I feel this is, going in circles i feel this this yeah. is a very toxic relationship that we're seeing on tv and i don't need any more of it we don't deserve that as viewers yeah. we watch this show to see how a 90 day fiance couple does right and you can cut all that bullshit in between i don't care if you lose 106 pounds this ain't a weight loss show
0: right. or a,
1: or like a transformation show this is right. about couples We have
0: my 600-pound life to see somebody lose weight. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) right. (laughs) On the same uh, channel.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) OTLC. But yeah, Lon, any parting words to Angela and Michael?
0: I echo your sentiments. Um, And I think we've said this already. This is probably, most likely, (laughs) the very last time (laughs) we will be talking about Angela. <laughs> shout out to Cray Cray. Did they change their name by the way? Like, I think they might have changed their name. I forgot. Oh, they but did? It? it seemed like their profile picture was Cray Cray, but the account name seemed to have changed. But that's neither here nor there. But shout out to them for really taking a stand and saying, We're not talking about her anymore. This isn't why we watch the show. And we're drawing a line here. And um, that's where we stand. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about her anymore. I just think she's just getting more energy. And more publicity by us keeping her name in our mouths. So um, this uh, this is it.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's end it with Big Mai and Natalie. <laughs> and Trish.
0: Okay. So I also ran a Twitter poll. And oh. uh, I asked if we really believe that Trish called Natalie a hooker. Mm-hmm. And it was so close. I don't think we have a definite answer. So the official poll was 51 to 49. And I just think that's too close for the sample size, right? Right. I don't think we got a big enough sample size, but I would say it's it's split. I'm just going to go ahead and call it. It's split. There are some people who are team Natalie on this one. There are some people who are team Trish on this one. Someone did comment though, and this is interesting. Somebody commented that when Michael was groping Natalie in the kitchen, Trish said, don't touch the cooker, you know, because they were all cooking and preparing food. Right, right. And if Natalie heard that differently, then that's a really good possibility. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, okay, that can make sense. That can make sense. And I was hoping that we would see footage of the actual hooker word coming out. And we didn't get that. So I could kind of see where she turns around and says, don't touch the cooker. And Natalie mishearing that yeah
1: can i also remind our listeners that natalie seems to be making shit up as she goes (laughs) i mean so shout out to uh, this redditor and i forgot her name but it starts with e and it has like eight in the middle shout out (laughs) shout out to ekd i think that's how it's supposed it's ek number eight and then ie so ekd shout out to her because she did a really good summary of the shit that Natalie made up along the way. So, for example, Mike's married friend last season during the tell-all said, Natalie asked her if all American women were whores or is it just her? Do you remember that?
0: What? I don't.
1: <laughs> and Natalie acted shocked and she denied it. When I read this, I was like, I remember that. Mm. And Mike's friend was on that tell-all and she said, why do you ask me that question? And Natalie was acting all like, what? No, I didn't say that. I think I even mentioned it during our podcast that time that I totally believe that friend because she was so straight shooting what was being said. And then the other thing too, is someone noticed that there was a scene where Mike came home from work, took a couple of sips of beer and Natalie saying she's scared of him and didn't want to talk because he's drunk. And then Mike's response was, whoa, that escalated quickly. I think Mike was trying to be all lovey-dovey with her and she was like, oh, you're drunk. You're drunk. She's trying to get away from him. And then, of course, there are a lot of other weird behavior from Natalie where Trish was saying something during Thanksgiving and she laughed maniacally for no (laughs) fucking reason.
0: Best episode. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And then
1: not grasping the concept that root beer is not beer is not beer <laughs> right? and then making shit up that Mike had a bachelor party when their neighbor Tamara said he didn't mm. so I don't know guys I think I maintain my stance here that Natalie's a scammer
0: yeah this tell all is the episode for me this season That got me to change my opinion about Natalie. (laughs) Mm. So which (laughs) part
1: was it that where you had that light bulb moment?
0: Yeah. So you all know I've been pretty much defending Natalie for most of the season. Granted, I do see the frustrations on Mike's side. But in this tell all where it did become obvious once everyone started pointing out one when Jovi was like, who's that guy you're with? And for her to pull out the gay card, come on. You know, the gay community um, is already going through enough stuff for you to be scapegoating them you know and right. oh well you know it's he was gay and how do you know he wasn't gay you know it was just the dumbest that's just so dumb that you really had to go there you can't just own up to it and say okay well he's a friend that would have been a more believable answer that guy's just a friend like own up to it so, but you know that was already like whoa you you ran off to florida and there was a guy and you you, you met up with jovi and yara and now jovi's is calling you out on it so there's that and then julia saying okay well you don't love him that's fine why are you still here so if you don't love him and and you guys have problems and stuff you're going to get a divorce what are you still doing here right. why are you still here why are you going off to live in florida what the fuck are you doing here then then it was just like boom like my eyes were opened like you really are fucking here to stay in america mike is your ticket to keep you here as long as you have that connection to Mike and as long as like things aren't official official you get to stay here and um the frustration with Julia we're over here having to go through shit we're over here having to deal with our shit right uh, in order to stay here you could have gotten this visa you could have gotten mm. this visa why are you getting the the k1 like I guess the marriage visa or whatever have you
1: yeah and when you don't straight, plan to stay married yeah
0: you're fucking taking advantage of the situation yeah and that was just boom that was it Blew yeah. up her spot, and I was just like, "Wow,
1: <laughs> yeah." Uh,
0: insert foot in mouth. <laughs> and <I was> just <laughs> like, there, there's no defense, and that was for me the turning point. Wow, they got you, Natalie. Yeah, I can't, you're on your own with this one.
1: Like, yeah. That's it. Sorry, Lon. You're gonna be eating crow from now <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. So I want to point out something else. We found out that Natalie accused Uncle Bo of stealing her jewelry. Yeah, know, like, dude, this is another shit where she thinks something happened but it didn't happen just like the hooker comment
0: did they find the jewelry or what happened with that do you know
1: i don't know i mean the mom was pretty pretty nice guy man right and the mom was pretty brash by saying like well maybe you pawn it but again it adds to the library of stuff that natalie makes up on the fly yeah but yes before i proceed i just want to say there are people commenting on the fact that the whole gang, including obviously some of us viewers are ganging up against Natalie because she's an easy target. I think I want to remind people that Natalie throughout the show, she's been bullying Mike in a way, like the way she says he's of a different class, Mm. the way he criticized him for eating meat, you know, and even though she eats fish herself, come on, Natalie, like, it doesn't make sense anyway, I totally was surprised that Julia kind of outed her in a way, and she said mm. something about, but well, you know I went to therapy, I'm like what I don't know what that's about, yeah, she said something about therapy. I was like I must what have is- missed I missed that I missed yeah, that.
0: Natalie said she went to therapy, yeah, oh, maybe she meant counseling,
1: yeah, you're right, maybe that's what she said that that's what she meant, sorry, uh-huh. and then, uh, what else? Yeah, and she didn't tell her mom that she's no longer with Mike. They've been living apart for half a year and she didn't update her mom. She waited till the show before telling her mom that she's super shady. (laughs) But hey, credit to Natalie for playing the long game, man. If she had planned (laughs) to get a green card, she really played the long game. Yeah, She got money out of it too. It's like if you think about it, like TLC is paying her through Mike or something. And she was able to get free accommodation. Eyes on
0: the prize. Eyes on the
1: prize, <laughs> she, man.
0: She had a she, she had, had a to plan. Do. She's like,
1: I'm going to hook on this guy, <laughs> you know, go there. Find we're going to film these episodes. We're going to film <laughs> this episode so I get paid. I'm going to find a Russian community where I can, like, go hide out at a place, find excuses to separate from him. So i mean, like,
0: I'm going to Florida.
1: Yeah, then I'm (laughs) off to Florida where the weather is so much better. Yeah, I just feel like the moment she said that Mike has a long commute. By the time he gets back, he doesn't spend time with her. I'm like, dude, this guy is trying to support both of you. Mm -hmm. You have to feel a bit of compassion for him for having such a long commute. You know, Mm. Lon. I mean, you know what long commute is. It's and by the time you get home, like what Andre said, you just want to chill, yeah. Right. And I don't know what else Natalie is expecting out of that. Like, what is she expecting? But I can see why she's bitching about that. Is because she'd rather be in Seattle. She'd rather be close to a city Mm -hmm. because then I guess she'll have more things to do. You know, like she's used to that kind of life. But it seems like just because she's not getting that she wants to walk away from the marriage. Like she's like giving up on it. And I do not think that's fair
0: to me. It was just using that as an excuse, right? Because if he wasn't commuting and working those long hours, I think he got that position because he wanted to increase his income for her, right. To accommodate her needs and stuff. And maybe their needs as a married couple, she would have found something else. If it wasn't that she would have found something else to complain about. Like, what are you doing with your life? And why are right. we still living in this? You know what I mean? What she considers to be, I don't know, not up to her standard of living or whatever have yeah. you. So low class. Yeah. Low, low class, quote unquote. So yeah, you know, I think she was just making up excuses because she could have been there. She when he got home, she could spend out those hours with him. And yeah, maybe he wants to relax. Well, you can relax with him. There's ways to make that work. Yeah. Right. Where... And we
1: saw them go out on outings.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally.
1: They were close to nature. I mean, you know, Washington has a lot of places to explore. So uh, it's like Natalie knew what she was getting into and she still went for it. And then now she's like, oh, I'm out. This is not what I signed up for. I'm out. He doesn't love yeah. me. He chose work over me. No, he didn't. Yeah. He had to work to support both of y'all and a wrench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know yeah. that
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so again i i get it people are saying that trish is harsh she's being an, a jerk she's getting too involved in their marriage and she's obviously overprotecting mike and everything but it, when natalie is being like this you know being an unstable character like i cannot find any ounce of empathy for her it just yeah. seems like a scam to me like and and then you can tell that she was very upset when mike said he wants to divorce her
0: you got that
1: i got that but i also got her hiding a smile behind like I, uh, he, she was covering her mouth a lot and i thought she was smiling that's why i'm i'm a bit skeptical that it's not made up i guess
0: i think for me once i started to see it from your perspective the whole scam angle yeah the jig is up that's how i took it
1: mm. like
0: not so much boo you're divorcing me but like oh shit like, yeah. what am i gonna do now right yeah. does it end here does my fairy tale end here does my all these things that i have lined up for me of yeah. my life in america does it end tonight right like right. that's how i read it if she's upset She's upset that this is the beginning of the end for whatever she has lined up here in America was kind of how I started to read it, but not so much that she was sad, that she was sad that their marriage, their marriage was done. I think she knew that. That's why she went off to Florida. Feel free to disagree with me, listeners, if you read that one differently, but I think she, she knew this was done. That's why she went to Florida. That's why she was seeing another guy. I don't think she was so much hurt that he wanted to divorce her or else she I don't know. I, she wouldn't have left for Florida and started dating somebody else.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I said before, she, if she will have a hard time staying in the U.S. because she's on a temporary green card. So if immigration review her case and they see that, oh, you're married to this guy, no longer married, now you're on to the next I mean, there's a level of suspicion there, I feel. And I'm not sure if they will look into that kindly. But I'm obviously, I don't work for immigration. I don't know. I think she's in a very jeopardizing position for sure when it comes to like whether or not she can stay in the US. I'd be curious to know if she does. I think she is going to be part of the new season of the singles life, mm-hmm. which I'm not looking forward <clears throat> to because it's usually some character that I'm not, I'm not interested in, like her. But I'm curious to know. I know they've already filmed it, probably. But yeah, just curious to know if she's going to be staying. She did say she might go back to Ukraine. Mm. Maybe she herself knows that the jig is up. Part of me want to say, and I'm not defending Mike, but I do agree that Mike is foolish for letting her use his card.
0: Oh, I forgot about that.
1: But. Yeah. What if that TLC money is on that card? Like, what if it's a prepaid debit or prepaid credit, right? And he feels like, all right, well, she has every right to that money as much as I do because it's the show. We filmed it together. Maybe this is a joint account where. Right. She's owed
0: some of that money. She's owed some
1: of that money. And maybe he knows that she left, but maybe he feels like, well, that money is hers as much as it's mine. So I'm not Mm going to cancel anything. But. After finding out about that whole double date that they had with Jovi and Yara, maybe he's like, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm the primary owner of that bank account. (laughs) I'm going to remove you. I'm going to file that divorce papers. Right. Yeah.
0: Jovi was like, yeah, I would have already done it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was surprised Jovi was so... Blunt with that. He, oh, yeah. Yeah, he said, like, if I were you, I would have filed a long time Jovi ago. Jovi
0: was not, yeah, he was he not playing. having it. Yeah, he yeah. was not. Threw her under the bus and everything. After oh, he, yeah. He was like, if I were you, man, I would have already filed for this divorce. You need to handle that.
1: <laughs> All right, Lon. So we've come to the end of our coverage of the tell-all of 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After. Ever After? Yeah. Season 6. <laughs> What is your WTF moment from this tell-all?
0: From this tell-all, I'm going to have to go with Jovi throwing uh, Natalie under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) For me, that was like, damn. That's what really got me pumped up. And then it would just snowball from there. Like, wait a minute. And you were with another person? And how long were you in Florida? And like, what? Yeah. And then, you know, it was interesting to see michael and natalie's body language and how far apart they were sitting and that entire sequence of conversations was just like oh this is messed up and then julia chiming in and yeah like that for me was was the pew, like wow what the fuck yeah and again because i sided with her for so long and tried to see it from her perspective this was a very eye-opening reveal for me
1: right Uh, Mine was, and and I'm sorry, listeners, I know it's like I'm contradicting us, but when we found out that Angelo went to Dr. Obing's birthday party Mm. and how it coincided with his divorce recently, I thought, oh, tea, spill it. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) there's some good tea. There's
1: some good tea right Mm. there. Don't stop, (laughs) spill it. I'm like, oh, you're with Dr. O'Bang now? Like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> but yeah, I also want to say something I forgot to mention is that Michael actually stood up to Angela many mm-hmm. times during that tell all. You know, I'm I'm yeah, I'm yeah. proud of him, Michael. I'm proud of Michael. So I don't want to see them anymore, but I'm proud of him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lon. So I know we usually close after this, but we thought you might want to address a couple of mail that we got from our listeners. Do you want me to maybe take it up, and then you can address them? Yeah.
0: Well, I have it up. Okay. Listener mail. Yeah. Listener mail. All right. <laughs> so we do encourage um, you all to engage with us on our socials and on email, um, and and uh, we. We got some, uh, some listener mail. <laughs> so, so this listener mail comes from a T. Jones. Uh, T. Jones has the title Buff Girls dot 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 you know, on this email and says, so if, and I'm going to replace what she refers to, I'm with, with trans folks. So if trans folks can get their own bathrooms separate from the two types of bathrooms that we grow up with knowing of, And I'm guessing you are all for that. If so, then why aren't you stomping for a trans folks Olympics, quote unquote, separate from the Olympics with the two genders that we grew up with knowing about? Wouldn't that be the ideal solution? Or is this really about a glass ceiling that just has to be broken? And if it affects the Olympics that we grew up with knowing about, well, then too damn bad. Besides... These Olympics, as we now know them, are already dripping with a kind of colonial, patriarchal meritocracy that just needs to be purged if not done away with altogether. I mean, police, gold medals, winners, podiums, flags, national anthems. How antiquated, so lame, how xenophobic it all reeks of, valley girl voice. It makes me so mad, I just want to scream, you know? I mean, gag me with a tablespoon. So I I sent some some sarcasm there, and I think that was um, actually a pretty good email, so my response to that first off, <laughs> well, let me start with I believe in inclusivity. I believe trans men are men and trans women are women. The issue of trans bathrooms is actually an issue of safety and protection from physical violence that trans folk experience from being perceived as being in the wrong bathroom, right? So The issue of their safety from physical violence is a very separate issue from whether or not they can compete in a sport. So that's completely different. Mm -hmm. So while you may think they're on topic, they're actually not. I can fight for their safety and have that be one issue. And I can also be on this completely different issue about where I stand with sports and trans folks in sports. So speaking on trans folks in sports, I don't have the answer for that. And this podcast isn't about providing those answers. Yeah, I think understanding the roots of the gender binary and how it was created to uphold patriarchal systems of power is a good place to start. I think a good place to start is to include trans people on the Olympic Committee and other organizations that make these decisions, right? People from diverse backgrounds should be involved in these decisions instead of people who represent specific backgrounds making the rules for everybody. Right. right? That being said, we already know that even cisgender women are unable to compete in women's sports based on these biological rules that are in place, right? right. Oh, you, you, you level have to have of testosterone. Have, right. Yep. These testosterone levels or estrogen levels or whatever chemical levels that they're saying to represent what is femininity, right? Or what is women enough or man enough mm-hmm. to compete. These little arbitrary metrics are also preventing cisgender women from competing in these sports, right? So again, the rules that were created to define what passes to level the playing field are the same rules preventing cisgender women from competing, right? Right. So let that sink in, right? So again, I don't have all the answers. I think it's not my place to start saying what the answers are for a group of people that I am not a part of. But I will make it my personal responsibility to continue learning, um, to continue listening, and to continue fighting for trans lives, and I urge everyone else to view trans issues through a lens of compassion, right? Rather than trying to think that things are being taken away, or somehow they are encroaching on our own rights. I choose to see it as us, you know, having an opportunity to improve their lives. Because a lot of these rules don't change how I operate as a cisgender heterosexual male. They do not impact me at all. Outside of modifying my language, outside of making things better for them, these small allowances that we're being asked to make to be inclusive, I don't think are really that big at all. And I I think when people can start approaching it from a a lens of compassion, rather than, oh, well, what what does this mean to me? Now I got to go out of my way. No, like that's not, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and I want to emphasize this a, a lot is that trans people go out of their way every day. Yep. They are forced to live in a world that says you have to be one of two things. You have to be a man or you have to be a woman. And they have to live by those rules, even though they do not identify as that. They have to wear pants when they'd rather wear a dress, right? And that's just one example. Right? They have to be masculine enough or feminine enough. They are making allowances for us so that they can live in a world that is not made for them. Right? And what we are doing now, trying to progress society, is to include them and to recognize them that they are here, they are seen. And in order to protect their lives and to keep them safe, we need to make adjustments, just as we always have. We have been in progressing as a society. So maybe that's not the answer you're looking for. And again, I don't claim to have all these answers, right? Um, Where I stand with how the trans Olympics or however you want to phrase that issue. I tend to think that it's about the issue of trans folks competing in in sports that have been gendered and they don't really need to be. Maybe the answer is to get rid of, of gendering sports and say, look, if you're a certain body type or a certain skill level, this is the level you play in, right? Because the fact that I'm a man, I don't think I can beat anybody that's in the WNBA <laughs> because yeah. I'm a guy. You know, there's certain things that I think we, we gender and, and, and gender doesn't really need to be part of that that equation.
1: We at 90 Day Fiance, WTF, we cannot for sure answer that question. We just know where we stand and we stand for human lives. Uh, right. We stand for equality, equity. We stand for compassion. So I hope that we've been consistent with that. Sometimes I wonder like why people emailed us about that, but then I suddenly <laughs> remember like, oh yeah, we did talk about something. We might've
0: said something about We might have said something.
1: Have said something yeah, and, and said, Oh,
0: the Olympics, there's, right. there's bad, but there's good. And then right. we mentioned it. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so again, thank you for writing in to yes, us. Yes, thank you.
0: That was a very um, thoughtful yeah. email.
1: I would say there are other people they would like to give shout out to. I know... Jessica Lee underscore travels on Instagram has shared with us some interesting posts, and Lon, I think you want to talk about someone who reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, who left a very sweet message,
0: <laughs> y'all. And I usually save this for our ending bit, but it would it really helps us out if you enjoy the podcast to so leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, again, it really helps us out, and we appreciate it. And um, someone who took us up on that it goes by local underscore strawberry local strawberry gives us five stars wtf five stars people um thank you so much for that the comment reads lon and nadia are my favorite 90-day reviewers funny heartfelt common sense commentary i like how she worded that or he worded that i don't want to assume gender is here common sense commentary there's Yay. a nice ultimate pay quality there. Oh, Just regular crazy. peeps look forward to this podcast every week. Sorry, Nadia.
1: <laughs> no, I was going to say warm the cockles of my heart.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really thoughtful. So thank you so much for that. Local underscore strawberry. If you're out there, we appreciate you.
1: Yeah, we appreciate all of you. But yes, Lon, you want to close this podcast?
0: Thanks for listening, WTFers. Uh, If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also donate to our Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out.
1: Righto. Where can we find you, Lon?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on Instagram at LonLikeLon. So that's L-A-N underscore like underscore L-A-W-N or at I-I-T-A-L-I-X. I -I I also live stream on Facebook every Friday and Saturday, starting between 9 and 10 p.m. Pacific time. And we stay up all night long. That's Italics Plays on Facebook. Uh, And all those links can be found um, on my Instagram at I-I-T-A-L-I-X.
1: All right, Lon. Will we be back for the new series of uh, Ninety Day Fiance: The Other Way?
0: The Other Way?
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see it.
0: Did the, uh,
1: who's who are the
0: couples on it again? Are there going to be uh, there's new some ones? new ones? There's new ones. There's right? some new ones, and Always there's like
1: yeah, and there's Jenny and Sumit. There's mm. Ar- Ariella and Biniam, and uh, Evelyn and Corey. <sighs> So I guess uh I'm looking forward to the new ones. I uh... I want to see Evelyn
0: and Corey. Yeah,
1: I guess I'm on the I... Fence
0: about I'm on the fence about them. I didn't really like Evelyn, but I can appreciate Evelyn's hustle. Oh god. Like she's coming from when, you know, when I saw the room she was sleeping in with the with the yeah the bricks and the, the little cloth partition, I was like, I can't really blame her. You know, she's trying yeah. to get up out of that situation, yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> trying to get it come up. I get yeah. it. We get it. We <laughs> totally get it. Okay, well, any last messages, Lon? Anything you want to say?
0: No, I think that's it for me.
1: I want to say, be kind to each other. Yes. Don't take antidepressant.
0: Antidepressant. Antidepressant.
1: <laughs> and gain 20 pounds from it.
0: <laughs> didn't um, didn't what's her face say, what?
1: That, that was <laughs> Net, That's what Natalie said. Antidepressant. Right. And right. And she
0: repeated it. She repeated it for <laughs> it. And Mike best.
1: just said, Well, don't take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it from us.
0: Bye. Thank
1: you, listeners. Love y'all.
0: I am so